water, earth, fire, air. Welcome to Bending the Elements. A production by the Novice Latest Podcast. With your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. Podcast about all things Avatar. Welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, those in between, and affiliated to Bending the Elements, an Avatar podcast by us, the novice elitists. We are here and we're gonna be talking about well, this is okay, this is an odd one. This is a this is yeah. a very weird one. You wanna explain, Caleb? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you have more details than me. I don't because it seems like this. I was going to do my usual thing where I go, oh, you know, this is book two, chapter 12, and then give the title. But it seems like there's three titles related to this. Okay, yeah. So this is this is a weird one. As far as I remember, and I didn't check this, so I'm I didn't fact check this. So I'm probably incorrect in this. But we're about to watch our episodes. Was it 12? Um, Yeah. Yeah, 12 and 13. And chapter 12 is called The Serpent's Pass. And then the second one, number 13, is The Drill. But on our Blu-ray that we purchased, they combined them into one. Kind of like the first episode, like kind of like the pilot. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Mm. So we're doing this again. Yeah, and what's weird is they call it um, the secret of the Fire Nation. Yeah, and then I saw that this also occasionally goes by uh, Journey to Bossing Say Part One, Serpent's Pass. Yes. So I was like, oh, like I don't know which one to write in my notes here. It's what's going on. Well, I don't, I don't know. What we're gonna call this one, but this is just the Serpent's Drill. That's that's what I'm gonna call it, the Serpent's Drill, for no random reason, but. And like I mentioned before, I don't know if the DVD was like this. I'm pretty sure it split the two or kept them as separate episodes. Yeah, and I did see that this was, uh, I guess, when it initially aired, they put it out as like a little little mini movie. Huh. And I guess that's why they did it like this on the uh, the disc. It was like an hour long special. Okay, so now I was incorrect when I said way back. I said I only watched book one of this. As not the case, I only watched I watched book one and two because I do remember things from uh, book two as a 11, 12 year old. OK, so I do remember some stuff about this and maybe book three was aired in YTV and I just was an idiot or they changed the time uh, slot for it. Maybe it was like later at night. I don't know. <laughs> they just they just took it out of the time uh, time slot just because they wanted something new there. It's like, what the heck? Why? Um, they put it some stuck it somewhere else. That's probably most likely it. And I was doing something <laughs> at the time, so I couldn't see it. But anyways, regardless of that, I did see... I, I know I watched the drill as a kid. Serpent's Pass, I may not have seen, but I'm, I definitely remember uh, watching the drill as a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that one definitely is quite memorable, so I could I could see why that would stick in your mind a little more. But I guess we'll we'll get this started by jumping into the first half right now, the uh the Serpent's Pass. 
So we begin this episode with the gang taking a bit of a breather after the events of the last two episodes. They park themselves next to a local stream and try to enjoy a nice swim. But as per usual, that old thinking sucker can't keep his mind on relaxation and starts to question the logistics of how they're going to get by in their now opalous travels. And just in the nick of time, a family of three refugees stumble across our group and tell them that they're also headed to Bossing Se and are on their way to a nearby ferry terminal in the hopes that they'll arrive in the city before Ying, one of the refugees, is due in her pregnancy. But they aren't the only ones looking to use the ferries to enter the Earth Nation capital. As Zuko and Iroh are recently at the ferry station, they've now taken to the seas. But Zuko, still struggling with living life on the lamb, finds himself falling into a bad crowd, as returning renegade Jet has also taken the ferry. Jet and his crew are unhappy with the unfair food distribution on the ship, and recruit Zuko in a bid to steal and redistribute the tasty goods among the refugees. But back at the ferry station, the gang is having some trouble getting past customs, and it's not until Toph pulls out a Beifong-branded seal that the trouble clears up for them. But as this episode is one of picking up old threads, Sokka is confronted by a supposed guard who turns out to be Suki, returning after her appearance in the Kyoshi Warriors. It turns out her and the others have come to this station to help protect the capital. But upon reuniting with the gang, her and Sokka quickly rekindle the spark of their romance. But maybe Suki should have kept a better handle on her guard duties, because the refugees from earlier come to Aang looking for help. Their passport's money were stolen, and they're unable to get on the ferry. Aang tries to help them, but when it's clear they won't be able to get aboard, he agrees to guide them along the Serpent's Pass, a dangerous road to Bossing say that most are too fearful to travel. But back on the ferry, as we come to the end of the other side of the plot, Jet's plan to steal the food goes off well, and we end this section with Zuko and Jet sharing a scene where he tells him that they're both outcasts, and maybe they can find a new beginning in Bossing Se. Zuko tells him that he's realized recently that being alone is not always the best path, and we'll pick up on more of these developments in the next episode. But back at the Serpent's Pass, it proves to be quite treacherous, most prominently displayed when they arrive at the sunken section of the path, and they're attacked by the titular serpent as they try to cross it. And after dealing with that, Ying goes into labor, and with the gang's help, gives birth to a baby that she names Hope. And through helping these people, Aang is also given hope in his abilities as the Avatar, and a renewed strength in his search for Appa. They bring the family to the gates of Bossing Say, and the episode seems to have concluded, until a giant drill arrives at the city walls, and we end on a cliffhanger as our gang prepares to take it on. And that's the, the end of the summary there. Well, well, Isaac, are you ready to jump into the episode proper? Pretty much so. Get your legally, illegally purchased physical or digital copies of this here two episodes or one single episode onto your in front of your screen. Get it times up zero and please press play right now. <laughs> I don't even know why we bother including that part. <laughs> that's I don't know either. It's just uh, it's just <laughs> a tradition. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know, I'm just surprised that they kept this intro and didn't do anything. Usually like even though they like certain shows will always like um change their uh intro all the time i'm just glad that one of the whistler sun this is one of the ones that actually kept their intro the whole way through yeah this is a, this is a stupid point but I'll, I'll mention it so me and brianna we always pick a show to watch and it's usually we try to pick something that's quite long and that we'll watch like two or three episodes a week and we'll just keep that going for ages uh-huh last time we did smallville this time we chose pretty little liars or she chose it <laughs> And they kept the same intro all the way up until their final season. Interesting. All the way up until their second from, from final season. Only well, that's something. The last one, they finally made like two minor changes to it. 
it's like why why even bother changing it at this point yeah that's kind of funny because i remember i was watching this earlier this year i was watching the pat labor series and on the tv show side of things they kept their same intro for oh golly what was it at least like either 26 or 30 episodes and then they switched it all of a sudden i was like whoa that was weird uh that first one was really or that second one was really catchy and then they <laughs> unexplainably like changed it again like i think maybe 10 episodes later and they did it again like twice more so they had like that's what is it one <laughs> two three four five six intros throughout their whole series when it came to like tv show stuff or ova stuff i was uh i was impressed i was like uh, wow they're and again different theme songs as well keep that in mind different animation oh, wow. and different theme songs I'm like that is impressive maybe the the rights ran out for him and they just kept losing the right oh uh, no, no 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 i'll get we'll get to that when i we do pat labor but like no oh, trust sure. me it was it was weird they just i guess they wanted to change the thing up and it's like why why 30 episodes later yeah <laughs> oh but this this episode here we start off not in the desert anymore we are finally mm. uh in a place that has some uh, floor to it it's got floor uh, excuse me to it and we got water we have water water everywhere uh we don't know what happened in between the last episode when um ang went berserk after finding out appa got sold and all we know is that most likely what we can infer is that the sandbenders uh made true on their on their promise and they got them out of the desert Although I would love to know what that trip was like. Probably really <laughs> awkward. Yes, I imagine so. Yeah, and I guess that's why we open up here with them kind of relaxing, taking a nice little swim. And Sokka's kind of, you know, he's laying off of his usual harassing them for, for taking a little vacation. So, so that's nice, at least. I love Aang being in the water again. I guess, you know, just, you know, being arid in the desert. So he's like, you know, trying to refreshen up and get all, I guess, pruney again. And he freezes himself, encases himself, goes underwater, freezes himself with ice. I don't know. I just, I just like that. That's, that's pretty yeah. cool. And then floats back to the surface. That was, that was really cool. And then Katara just like coming down from a cliff and bends the water to not, you know, kill herself with surface tension and whatnot. Cause hitting the water would be similar <laughs> to concrete at that height. And then like sprouts this giant, like geyser. It's awesome. And I like how Sokka's all choked, but her soaking the uh, the scroll, and then she just sucks the water away. I always think that's really fun. It is weird that like she did a cannonball with that, so I'd love to see her or see what would become if she did a pencil dive. Which, by the way, I really like the animation for Katara's hair. Oh golly, yeah. And her look here is, looks really good. They did, uh, yeah. JM did a really good job on this one, eh? Yeah, definitely, definitely did. Yeah, nice hair with hers. I love uh, when she takes the water out of the scroll. I was kind of uh, wondering if there would be a gag where she just like takes all the ink out as well. But I guess like the ink settled, <laughs> so it's not going to get wet again. But that'd be funny if she did that. Yeah, and I like uh, Sokka. You know, he's 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 the planner these days. He's the one kind of running things. Yep. He starts thinking like, oh, okay, we're we need, we're going to this city, Bossing Say, but how are we going to get there without Appa? And then immediately, Katara's on him. Like, hey, what are you doing, bringing that up? Like, come on. Hey, hey shush, shush just you because ang is still like he's got he's in the fields right now and Sokka's face is just so neutral like he doesn't he just does not even care <laughs> i just think that's fun but then uh ang has some surprising reactions about that he seems like he's you know maybe after his little emotional blow up last time he's he's, he's taking a little chill pill he's, he's taking a step back he's going through the stages of grief one could say hmm 
or like and that's the that's, that is the case where like you know your your friend your your animal companion is not there you have a hole in your life and you can't i can't say you get numb to it but you certainly get used to the fact that they aren't there anymore um i don't want to sound like a negative yeah. nancy all of a sudden but like that is that is how real life happens like, i mm-hmm. experienced that when my cat died so i i know what ang's feeling like sort of oh by the way uh the color on ang uh, the blue uh, of his arrows, I think, looks really cool here. It's very vibrant. Yeah, no, it looks it's, it stands way out, which is very nice. Yeah, but it's it's a nice uh, little follow up this episode from the last one, singing in a little bit of a different place. We also in this episode, I'll I'll, I'll just say with this early uh, meeting of these two little refugees, this kind of feels like a piece out of book one. We haven't really seen just them kind of interact with like a random person just coming through. This makes me kind of think of the people in uh, the Great Divide, or um, who are those other hippie ones? Oh yeah, back in book one, way back in episode two of book two. Oh yes, it was yeah, that's right. With uh, was it the Cave of Two Lovers? Maybe the Cave of Two Lovers. But what you, you were talking about earlier in book one. Uh, now I gotta think. Uh, oh, I feel like this kind of thing happened pretty often in book one. Yeah, they would just come across some some weirdo, even. Uh, the deserter had that going on there too. Yes, it did. Yeah, with um, Dennis Rodman's not Dennis Rodman's character. I'm sorry, um, Dennis Hopper's character. Oh, oh, I see. Like, yeah, the reference. Yeah, I can see that. So yeah, the nice little, nice little kind of a callback and seeing something we haven't seen in a little while in this season. And it's a uh, yeah, three folks with a pregnant wife in the middle, a family with yeah, pregnant wife. Yes. No. Uh, randomly, the DM. Uh, rolls the dice and it's determined it lands on a 10 and is like um okay this is gonna be a little challenging for you guys Uh, a pregnant lady and her husband and i don't know if that's her daughter or not uh show up and you have to as refugees and they have to they want to go to bossing say yeah so have fun guys yeah and they're they're heading towards this this ferry that they say is the fastest way to get to bossing say and the group's like uh like, I guess we'll kind of tag along. So, so there you go. Okay, so I, I went on the wiki uh, for once, which is odd of me to do this all of a sudden. But I was like, who the heck is that lady next to them? And I was like, is that their daughter or whatnot? No, nah, it turns out it's Than. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, Than, the, the husband. Uh, that's his sister. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. yeah, I would have assumed that was their daughter too. I assume that... If nobody watched the Avatar extras, uh, you know, when they aired, nobody would have known that. I didn't know that. They didn't say that in the show, I think. They just said, hey, we're a bunch of refugees. Can mm-hmm. you introduce yourselves to who it is? Just, you know, there's Than, there's Yin, and who? Yeah, I wonder if they, I wonder how the people even got that information. Like, was it like production notes or, or something like that? I don't remember them mentioning her. Well, obviously the writers had to like come up with her, um, but again, they don't give her any lines. Like when I say she's a waste of character, it's like, well, I don't know her personality and whatnot. So I, well, I want to like her, but I, she's given me literally nothing other than like a cool design. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but so the group decides, oh, let's, let's pair up with these folks. Why not? Yeah. And they decide to take the fairies. And when they get there, Katara's quite surprised to see 
how many refugees are are trying to flee to Boston say at this point like the war effort seems to be getting <sighs> seems to be getting more extreme is what, yeah. is what it seems like no so. it's uh it's it's a good showing of what we see uh again what the war is like and it, how it affects people in this case refugees um which i think we've seen in the past or hinted at in the past but we get to see like you know what it's like to be crossed it or basically stuck at a checkpoint and living there again i always mention that this is very real world i'll say that this is not like they they could go a little more detailed into it but i'm just glad that they showed this much i'll say that yeah yeah definitely something that we've seen a lot of in uh in recent history but well i think not just recent like all throughout history Refugees yeah. have existed through all, all throughout like human history, no matter like which country, which nation, like which time period it always has just, you know, we ourselves are in this moment are witnessing that as well. But anyway, sorry, I'm doing yeah. myself. Uh, we <laughs> see a ferry leave and on that ferry, uh, the reason we stay on that ferry is because we have Zuko and Uncle Iroh on it. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out that and I'm not exactly. Oh, oh, it's because of the whole. uh the White Lotus group. It's, yeah, yeah, and exactly this. Yeah, no. So it's been a while since we recorded this, so we're kind of showing our hand. Yeah. But I immediately remembered. I was like, oh, why are they on this fight? Oh, like, how did they get through? Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll explain later what I mean by that. Um, I was like, oh, right. Yeah, I know. From the previous episode, they were they already had tickets prior to to get into Bossing Say. So they already had a ferry yeah. basically booked and fake passports as well. So, uh, yeah, no, this, this checks out. Everything's fine. Just... <laughs> Uh, the only thing is like a significant amount of time probably passed between then and now. So they're now basically on the ferry because <laughs> before they were like in the desert area. So now they're here ahead. Then you can see how ahead they are of Aang and the gang. Yeah. Not even that, not even that far. They're pretty, uh, pretty close. Pretty much. Yeah. Iroh, he's, he's thinking about how strange it is to be returning to that city considering it's kind of ugly history with it. He's probably scared too. I mean, who knows? Someone might recognize him. Like, hey, that old that that old bearded man over there wasn't he that general that was terrorizing our city? <laughs> It'd be what was that now? It was so Yuzuka was not yeah. It wasn't even that long ago. That's no, probably uh, like ten years. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. There's probably some veterans uh living on the streets in that city now. I'm sure with the way that uh, yeah. Earth Kingdom soldiers potentially like, you know, being able to recognize him. I don't know. We'll see. Like, uh, but, but again, if he Clark Kent's himself properly, like nobody will know it's him. <laughs> there you go with his silly hat. Yeah, there you go. Hey, that's a cool hat. What are you talking about? Especially with the little like flower on there. Yeah. Uh, but Zuko, he doesn't really he's not really enjoying the uh, refugee life again. He, he's not used to living rough and eating the crappy food that they have to eat on this ship. It's really it's really getting to him, you know, stirring that ire. That Zuko ire. Well, you know, you get become so used to living in, you know, one class and or one way of life. As soon as you like experience somebody else's in, in their shoes, you're all of a sudden just like, ah, I really do have the privileged and or I am blessed with uh, being in this uh, situation I'm in. But I don't know if he does that immediately, but I hope you do that at some point. Zuko. Hopefully. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, you finally get like knocked over the head to like realize it. But anyway, sorry. Sorry. But Instead of like, you know, knocking on somebody's head, something grazes in the wind. Uh. A piece of straw, potentially, uh, or grain, excuse me, flows in the wind of a melodious voice, a voice that you and I have recognized and or have history with, but these two don't. 
a man by the name of Jet. Yes, Jet returning yet again to the show and looking a little different this time, I think. I feel like his uh, his outfit looks a little different to me, but but yeah, that explains why he was the the cover on the disc that I was uh, that I opened up earlier today. I was wondering why his face was on there. Spoilers. No, just kidding. Uh, geez, and so only Smellerby and uh, was it Longshot. Yeah, they're the only two yeah. uh, that return from the gang. They're 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 gang there. So don't know what happened with them, but uh, who knows? Yeah, they all realized that Jet wasn't quite all he put himself out to be. He was a little bit of a kind of a shady character. So the others ditched out, maybe. Jet. You're uncool, man. You and I, we got some history. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, him. Yeah, we're we're not. Uh, yeah, we're not exactly fans of Jet. Even not, not just because of me personally, but like yes, because of you. <laughs> it's all me. Yeah, no, I personally didn't like. <laughs> I didn't exactly like him because I knew he was like this perfect character. I'm like, yeah, he's a perfect character to show. Like, oh, okay, yeah, but he's actually uh, morally askew. Let's put it that way. Maybe not compromised, but. Um, We'll see what what the future has for him, but it's weird though. I'll say that I'll, I'll at least critique this. I'm like, all of a sudden he like sees Zuko, and he's like, "Oh hey yeah, I'm I'm Jet. This is Smellerby, and that's a long shot." I'm like, do you always do this to any like potential recruits? Yeah, I mean, well, I don't actually know if Jet. Does, do you think he has wanted posters around that kind of thing? Because well, that's that's the thing. I wonder, wasn't that the thing in? Um, in the in the uh jet jet yeah in, in in his episode in book one wasn't that the thing where like he didn't even have a wanted poster oh i actually don't remember if that if that came up but there, there never was and in fact that might even lead to like him having a kind of inferiority complex yeah could where be. he want he wants to be taken seriously and yet he's like not even like like ang and the blue spirit have wanted posters but he doesn't so that's kind of weird. Maybe not even weird. That's that's interesting. I'll say that. So it's like, hey, I want to be recognized. I want to be like this this top dog, uh, and and known as this like cool rebel. And he's so it's kind of a it's kind of a de- deconstruction almost of like the the, the cool rebel person. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't know if they really go into it that much, but you can definitely read that into it. Yeah, know? I'm again, I'm probably projecting and reading a little too much into this. <laughs> yeah, what he definitely wants right now is some good eating, and he's he's choked. He's like, oh, this this ship, it's run by this this cruel captain. He's saving all the good stuff for himself. He's just giving up his his scraps, and he's eating like a king. And I liked uh, Iroh's little bit where he turns around. And he's like, what kind of king is he eating like? And then Jet replies, the fat, happy kind. And then just Iris' face, the drool immediately shows up. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Good comedy. Uh, only critique I would say is that we don't see the captain. I kind of I kind of wish we did uh, to see like, hey, is it like a character we've seen beforehand or, or what? Is it like maybe one of the pirates from before or somebody else? I don't know. Just, just give us something, please. Hey, well, don't spoil the episode. Hey, we haven't finished it yet. Maybe, maybe we'll yeah, see it. Yeah, that's him. fair. That's, that's, yeah, 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 no, nobody's seen this. So. <laughs> Either way, uh, Zuko, that, that sounds good enough for him. I think, honestly, he just wants to beat someone up because he's angry. So he agrees to uh, to join. It's been so long since I've, like, had an action scene. Let's go. Come on. Yeah, let's let's go get that food. And you had to restrain me in that bar in the previous episode. Like, please, I, I got to hit something. I got to do something. Like, I need action. <laughs> 
Yeah, but speaking of action, we we cut away from that group and we head back to to Team Avatar, and they're they're waiting in line, and and there's a very grumpy uh, very grumpy ticket teller, and yeah, we get a big action scene with her moving papers around. <laughs> papers, please. <laughs> uh, no, she's uh, just a quick little thing of um, she's denying this one individual uh, entry into the onto the ferry and debossing say, because apparently the cargo he's bringing may potentially have an invasive species on board within the, within mm, his cargo, mm. excuse me. And would thus start, you know, spread like wildfire in the bossing say ecosystem and destroy some of it. So it's like that. Understandably. So she has a, uh, yeah. she has a point. I mean, potentially as counterintuitive as it sounds, could she put, it through customs instead oh instead of just destroying no that's that's gonna cost too much money and oh uh, yeah and a lot of time as well so you know and after all we've we've all heard the rumors about the purple pentaplox plague dude going around the earth nation so it's better just yet yeah, destroy it yeah no so like this 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 bud this this poor bud who just wait why does he seem so familiar have we seen this guy before what's he on now uh, I don't think I've ever seen him before. No, he, he doesn't look familiar to me. Uh, okay, uh, he looks, but he's a traveling food salesman. It looks like yeah, cabbage looks like yeah. Yeah, I've never seen him. No, no, can't, can't see it. No, yeah, I know. But man, that that customs officer just destroys his cart, though. Like, man, hey, uh, that's gonna cost him a penny. I promised an action scene, and and there we go. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's the customs officer. Customs officer platypus bear at your service. Yeah, well, it was cute seeing the platypus bear again. That was, yeah, it really was. But so, yeah, you know, Ang, he goes up next and he's like, oh, you know, can you let me through? I'm the avatar. We got a place we got to be. Uh, but she's apparently the avatars are a dime a dozen in this uh, this time period. So I guess his fame has really like eclipsed him now. He's got a uh, imitators. Yeah, unfortunately, the uh, the not the imitators. Yeah, the, the market of avatars is now oversaturated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah including like little toddler avatars i saw there yeah it was a cute little... yeah i like that and so she's not letting them through she she's a big jerk she's like oh well we don't like animals in in bossing say either so uh, we're not letting your pets in really that was just an extra dig because she's just she's just mean especially when like you know she's like oh that's an that's an animal we're gonna put that to the customs officer again as the customs <laughs> officer is devouring one of said cabbages it's like deep yeah, that's horrible. He looked really hungry too. I I I don't know whether a platypus despair is herbivore or carnivore or both. Probably both. Yeah. Yep. Because it did seem to be enjoying that cabbage, but oh no. But luckily for for Aang, they happen to have someone who's a little bit of royal uh, status, or at least uh, not royal status. Noble, noble, noble. Thank you. That's what I meant. <laughs> a duchy. Yeah, this is of course uh, Katara. Oh, oh no, wait, it's it's tough. <laughs> Wasn't there wasn't there some sort of connection with them being like uh, attached to the leaders of their village? Isn't that in some way uh, vaguely noble? Uh, no, I remember. I don't think so. <laughs> sure, but um, but yeah, Toph, she's got. To, is it just one ticket or is it just like money? What what is that? So she basically has a seal. Now I don't know if this is like a credit card. Of the day, or it's just like a passport, because it didn't look like they needed to pay. Like maybe I'm 
just ignorant on this and I didn't like look properly or hear properly, but I'm pretty sure nobody asked for money unless, yeah. unless I'm wrong on that. And instead like her, she still, okay. It's interesting that she still carries that around by the way, even though she doesn't know about like, you know, those two buffoons following her around. Do you think they'd like come to the checkpoint later on and ask around? It's like, Oh yes, no, they had a, uh, yeah. The Bayfong girl, she was here. She was, flashing her her passport her beifong pass around and she went into bossing say it's like you think you wouldn't use that like you know you you would a cell phone if the government was tracking you but huh. like i've yeah I, I have no idea so but yeah it, it basically gives her it gives her enough sorry it gives her enough uh leeway to get four tickets yeah yeah and even though uh even though they don't like animals in there as long as it's like a disability uh, assistant pet then they uh, they let you through. They're progressive enough in in Bossing State to uh, which is interesting. Give Momo a pass. It's sort of saving throw, I'd say. Yeah, and it's especially lucky that Appa wasn't there because yeah, what would they do with him? I uh, hey, don't bring that up. Well, if Appa was there, they would just not have to do this. But that's kind of what well, I like about this true. though. Yeah, I do, I do like this though that we actually see, um, you know, the the, the gang has to like adapt and be like normal people and walk. <laughs> Um, so I kind of like that. No, yeah, that definitely works. Yeah. Oh, but, um, not only do we potentially see another character there that we've seen, uh, once before the cabbage guy, but, uh, I don't know who you're talking about. Just some traveling, uh, food cart guy. Yeah. There's something about his, his, uh, his little goatee. Now that I look at him again, it looks vaguely familiar potentially, but no, you know, the gang's walking away. Like, ah, I can't believe that worked. And then all of a sudden, like, <sighs> yes. Someone else who looks vaguely familiar. Well, no, no, no. It's it's kind of sad. Not even sad, but it's just it's one of those random like like they, they have these all at the borders now. It's one of those like all right, we got to do a cavity search. We got to do a random inspection. You're like pick random number one. This this one guard comes over and Sokka is just like, hey, mm. I've seen you before. It's like, uh oh, like I said, it's um being randomly searched. Yeah, been there, this, brother. What is what is this? This can't this can't be happening. What you said it was progressive and they're just doing like a random search. This this person, what is she doing, man? Like this she can't do this. What's going on? She's like, I've seen you before. I, I know these things about you. It's like, whoa, like Sokka's like, what are these accusations? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, what do you know? How do you know all this about me? What's going on? Yeah, I've seen your face before and it's like you've seen me I I've seen you you know exactly who I'm at. like, I couldn't even tell who you are, bud. Like was this like six years ago or something like that? You came to the village or something like I couldn't even tell you who you are. And then the cavity search begins in the lips and suck is like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> hey, it's Suki without her makeup. Wow. I wonder if that got anybody, by the way, like if anyone recognized the design, you mean? Yeah. I was wondering if like anybody recognized her face without the makeup. Oh, yeah, I most I, I definitely did not uh, did not <laughs> recognize her. Oh, seriously, the Clark Kent actually worked on you. Yeah, it worked. But yeah, Suki, we haven't seen her since. Uh, oh, wow. I don't, I don't even know how long. All the way back uh, to Warriors of Kyoshi. Wow. It's that that was a long time ago at this point. Episode four. Holy smoke. But <laughs> she was set up. Back in, was it five now? Uh, I think it was episode five of book two, uh, Avatar Day. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's that is fun that they yeah kind of seeded her in a little bit. 
That works. Because, because remember, they mentioned that the village leader mentioned that the Kyoshi warriors were moved by Aang's actions in the previous encounter and they decided to go out and help uh the war efforts which is very Mm. selfless of them and that's awesome i'm glad they did that and so that was seated to basically say like yeah you'll see them again and here she is except she's the only warrior here (laughs) wonder what happened to the other ones which ang asks yeah we'll get to that in a little bit but um yeah, no, I like that it was Sokka that like was pursuing like, oh, like, is she here? And then I like that uh, the first one that she goes to is Sokka and then, yeah, kisses him. Remembering very well their little uh, their little relationship they had in that episode. Yeah, a lot has changed for Sokka. Yeah. This is going to be really awkward. I'm, I'm a little nervous for our bud there. He's... Uh... <laughs> He's walking on thin ice, bud. All right, I tell you, he's—I don't know what he's gonna do, man. It's gonna put a guy's in in a situation now because. Uh, yeah, he seems—he uh, seems pretty easygoing. She's giving him some compliments, and he's just—he's soaking them up. He's loving it. Oh, uh, he's eating them up. It's like, oh yeah, I'd use some pull-ups on the on the on the tree branch there. But I'm talking about a thing that happened the previous season where he kind of had the hots for somebody else. Well, you know, he, he he doesn't do long distance, you know, he he, yeah, he when he's there with someone, he's there with them. When he's not there with someone, he's with someone else. So that's all. <laughs> he's a he's a one village girl or one girl village, whatever it is. Oh, no. <laughs> he's got plenty of them. Yeah, a girl in every town. Yeah. Yikes. But of course, um, what's uh, so? Yeah, Suki's asking like, yeah, what's what are you guys doing here? It's like. Uh, or she explains, yeah, the, the uh, Kyoshi warriors have been helping the refugees. That's how they started. And they've been moving them back and forth through the ferries, I guess. Probably, you know, helping mm-hmm. either smuggling them into the ferries or somehow else just escorting them. And um, she's asking, like, yo, what, what's you guys, what, are you, what are you guys doing here? Like, I wouldn't think you guys be on the ferries. You guys aren't exactly foot travelers. Uh, you'd be, you know, flying on Appa. Where, where is he? And then, yeah. you know, a record scratch and just has. Yeah, it's like, oops. Now, that's not on her part, man. That's <laughs> any on her. She she asks a like, legit question. That's that ain't on her at all. Everybody. Uh, but yeah, the gang all of a sudden, yeah, just looks pretty down in the dumps again. It's just like Appa was basically taken and he's embossing, say, somewhere. And of course, she gives her grievances like uh, the nice person she is. Uh, and look, everybody looks at Aang again. He's just like, shut up. I'm in my I'm, I'm fine. Golly, guys, yeah. please. Yeah, he's getting choked. I'm not that emotional. <laughs> yeah, it just so happens the the bad, uh, talk about bad look, just as Aang's getting mad at his friends, kind of raising his voice, yelling a little, that's when that pregnant lady happens to look up and, and notice him and call for help. But she's polite enough not to uh, not to address the uh, his out his angry outburst. But she, uh, she needs help, because uh, what does she need help for again? All her luggage <laughs> and passports were stolen. Mm, yeah so they did successfully get tickets that's fine that's which which means that they have money but most likely what happened was another desperate family of refugees most likely um pilfered them just so that they could you know get on the ferry over to freedom basically or a better life well uh or we could have had another call back to zuko alone with uh some of these guards here seen this family and just like hey we you know this they seem pretty vulnerable let's just take their stuff 
Never know. I mean, they probably having to do that with everybody. I'd say keeping them all here, but yeah, it's it's, it's pretty sad. And then you know, Ang goes and again pleads, like pleads to the ticket holder or the ticket teller, excuse me, to you know let them pass. And she's like, no, because if I let them pass, then that means I'm making an exception for just them, and then I have to let everybody pass. And you know what that means? No order. And you know what that also eventually leads to? Nova civilization. Yeah, it turns out these Earth Nation folks are a little bit uh, not the greatest uh, civilization around. They they seem like they're pretty callous in a lot of ways. You also mean that they're very rule bent. <laughs> they do seem a little, yeah, a little stuck in their rule ways. Like, yeah. yeah, what's going on there with their education? That or the that lady, her maybe they had to go to the line, the uh, lady next to her or the ticket teller next to her, and maybe they would have gotten in. But this one, I feel like she thinks about this all all day. Because she has one job to do, and that's like you know keep these refugees away and sort them at least uh, to get into the ferry. And so she she really thinks too much about her job, overthinks things, like me. Or maybe this is like uh, her one avenue of power, and she's gonna stick to it as much as she can. And yeah, there's that too. I like I like both our ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, so so. They definitely do not want to help out those pregnant folks. So like, we've already done what we can for you. And and that's that. Even Aang, with his Avatar ways, uh, really can't help them. So Wait, what? Oh, okay. Oh, what? Do you mean the ticket teller or the Aang and the gang? Oh, the ticket teller, yes. Okay, yes. I thought you were talking about the gang. I was like, is this a bit? Are you, like, making a joke here? No. Like, eh, that's all folks. No. They just leave. Yeah, because Aang, he goes to the ticket teller to try to help them. But that's, yeah, that's when she screams about, yeah, we can't help them or no civilization anymore. <laughs> now, I wonder if it was, they have an interesting opportunity here. I wonder why they didn't just take all the, ref, like, like guide all the refugees across Serpent's Pass. Because that was what he's going to say next is that we will take you through the Serpent's Pass. Because that was initially what they were going to do, um, but they said it was like dangerous or something like that. And they won't do that. But it's interesting how maybe somebody nowadays would point out, wait, why didn't Aang just escort all the refugees? Since, you know, he's not really got much to do. I mean, he's wanted to get to Bossing Say to find office. So there is kind of there's a there's a uh, selfish desire in a way. But is it really selfish when you were trying to find your friend? It's 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 kind of I don't know if it's moral and morally ambiguous, but I don't know. I don't, what's your take? Or am I just like pontificating and loving to hear the sound of my own voice? Well, I mean, even him taking this family here, he's kind of risking their lives a little bit. This is true. I mean, the Serpent's Pass, there's a reason that it's got Abandoned Hope uh, written right on the uh, the bridge entrance. It's, uh, it's a dangerous place, so I'm sure he wouldn't have been able to pull too many refugees to come along. Been like, oh, we'll, we'll keep our, we'll try our luck with that crazy lady. And it's pretty thin, by the way. You go to like freaking eight. 829 oh, oh, 829 and that thing is just like thin like yeah and especially if anybody's got a fear of heights like oh man like it reminds me of something out of like lord of the rings yeah, and again uh everyone else uh the, the the refugees themselves they look like okay we'll kind of trust the avatar but team a they seem like they're like oh we don't know about this one this seems a little risky and but ang he he's got a weird cold streak to him now like he's he's just like oh just hope isn't gonna get us to Bossing Sane isn't gonna help us find Appa, so yeah he's he's getting a little weird in his ways, pretty much like he's <laughs> oh no he's starting to get emotional 
maybe not emotional, but he's, start, he's starting to get like lack of emotion. This isn't good. Yeah, watch out. The Avatar State's waiting. He he no no no. He read Nietzsche. This is bad. <laughs> Turning into an nihilist. Nothing nothing ma- nothing matters. <laughs> it's like nobody understands Nietzsche. He meant this all in a non emotional like way. Okay, nobody like uses this to justify their anarchy. Okay, he, nihilism and anarchy are separate. I'm sorry, this is absolutely going nowhere. But even still, he's like yeah, save that for our uh, philosophy podcast. Pretty. Mu- might as well start one but anyway yeah me and eric always say that because we joke about starting one of those or he does lovely <laughs> um but yeah no oh yeah uh, i guess we forgot to mention that suki's gonna come with and Sokka's a oh, little yes. bit like nervous about that given what i mentioned earlier yeah because again he knows that the serpent's pass is yeah pretty risky business and he definitely doesn't want to put even though we've never seen it before but he's just a little worried about it so yeah, he he's heard the rumors. Yeah, it goes all the way back to his his hometown too. So you know the goes all the way. Yeah, I guess so. But and he takes one look at the ocean, um, stares into the abyss, stares at that gate that says "Bend in all hope, ye who enter here." And it's like, let's go, and they begin. And so they're walking, they're walking, they're walking, they're walking. This has to at least be like given. I don't know how big the lake is, like kilometer distance wise, but like. This is going to take a while. It's one of the Great Lakes. <laughs> Which one? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't have a joke for it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Michigan, Erie, Huron, Ontario, and... Um, <laughs> well, now you, you caught me off guard. Yeah, one of the Great Lakes in the Avatar uh, world. Which, by the way, did, did we ever figure out if they had a name for this? Because I don't think it's supposed to be our Earth, right? It's supposed to be something else oh so. yeah i've good question i don't know if they have a name like in ruby it's technically vital but they never say in this world so yeah they just say earth hudson like right no not hudson no that's not it <laughs> but either way it's a big uh big body of water and a very narrow path for them to walk along so fresh water by the way yeah not a great recipe for uh for safety superior i was okay yeah forgot sorry like superior I'm an idiot. Yeah, and, and pretty quickly into the walk, we even see uh, the pregnant lady and her husband are right there. And it's pretty lucky that the husband happens to be on the uh, the dangerous side where a rock falls. And he almost falls to his death if it wasn't for uh, Toph. Yep. In a rock bending, earth bending. No, well, that in seismic sense. Um, no, she, yeah, no, it's good that she's there. She's kind of like me whenever I am, um, I'm escorting my, um, uh, visually impaired friend uh, along the road, not along, but uh, uh, beside the road. I always go where the traffic and the cars are coming towards mm. uh, better me than him. Um, but they notice beforehand a fire nation ship yeah. along the water and they're like, okay, so it's maybe not neutral waters, but there's, they certainly patrol the waters. Uh, and so maybe it's not fresh water after all, but they certainly, um, are they're present in there but they're not attacking bossing say again they're just like you know around and i yeah. guess they i guess they're kind enough to not you know just kill all the refugees in that area and sink <laughs> any of the ferries but suki does mention to ang that apparently on the other side of their trail or their their um the road their road the trail uh something's going on they apparently are there's a lot of navy ships on the other side delivering something mm. 
setup. Interesting, interesting. We'll, we'll but that after that little, uh, the, yeah, after that little save by Toph uh, of Thon, uh, he the, the, kind of the rubble like goes down and slides down the cliff, and well, let's just say the Fire Nation gets it uh, gets attention, gets their attention. Yep, gets wind of their uh, sneaking in legally, not crossing the proper channels. Yeah, how dare you do this? And so they decide, well, what what better way to uh, deal with these these refugees not following the proper ways than to just kill them with fire? Launch the trebuchets. <sighs> and Aang, he, I mean, again, he's in a weird state of mind. He immediately goes to war and oh, he's seven. action. He's he's all action right now. He's just like, let's go and like jumps off the serpent's path and just like flings himself towards the fireball and slams it back. Perfect direct, by the way, right into um, the stern of the ship. Yep, but even though it seems like they're gonna have definitely gonna have some troubles after that blow, they still manage to get off another shot, and it connects right with the side of the mountain, and it sends down some rocks, and and poor Suki, she's almost hit, but our our, our lover boy Sokka, he's uh he's being very attentive this time, I'm not gonna risk any sort of damage to his uh, potential romantic partners. Yeah, uh, because unfortunately, well, again, for the save, because she can sense uh, vibrations within the earth, um, Toph saves him by creating cover, and um, then Sokka chi- yeah, chives uh, Suki for being more careful. Like, how dare you? You should be way more careful there, uh, or you could have been injured. Takes her away. She's a little bit like, dude, I can take care of myself. And Toph's like, yeah, gee, thanks, Sokka, for, you know, saving me. Or thanks for the save, Sokka. Like, why why not, man? You suck. Maybe I missed that scene. I was trying to watch to see if I could see it, but. Well, it's, yeah, she, she, they, they, they pass her. She's got Momo on her shoulder. And then she says oh. under her breath, you got to put subtitles on, bud. I, I did have it on. I just, yeah, somehow I, I missed that scene. Oh, dude, it's so funny. But no, that's funny. Yeah, that it's, is funny. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, and then we get another scene with, uh, yeah, Saki, he's just going a little too hard now. You know, he he's he's definitely been scarred by this previous uh, event with Princess Yue. And yeah, now he's kind of babying uh, this, this fierce warrior, who's clearly a lot tougher than him, but he's, uh, yeah, he's just being a bit of a weirdo. Yeah, and doesn't even like know about Yue, so but she's not gonna like be in danger all of a sudden. Yeah, it's just he's now the danger. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they're basically setting up camp at this one pass, and he's like, "Hey, get away from the ledge that's not clear, that doesn't have railings on it. This isn't Star Wars, uh, so get away from there." And uh, I was like, "Oh, there's a spider on there." Like, no, there's not. Um, and we see Thon. Uh, rubbing his yin's foot just you know to comfort her as again she could go into labor anytime very nice um and then we switch to going to the ship again and we have an infiltration scene yep um i'm gonna take back what i said about like you know uh the maybe not not talking about how the guards could have like done this or how the fire or fire the earth kingdom uh authority could be you know withholding stuff from other people it was from the refugees so yeah i'm I, you're you're right they to, they totally could yeah and I'm, I'm glad we're finally coming back to this this part of the plot it feels like it's been a while since we've uh since we've seen it so but the group there and, and surprisingly iroh isn't there but 
the group of uh, Jet, Smeller B, and Longshot and, and Zuko. They sneak in, they do a little bit of uh, stealth routine to steal the food, and and that's basically it. <laughs> then we cut away from them again. Yeah, it was it was nice. <laughs> I liked the quick timing on on their part, and yeah, they they got it. And then we cut again. We cut away back to Aang staring at a cliff, <laughs> staring off a cliff. And man, the f- the filter on this, the glow is awesome from the moon. I love it. Mm-hmm. Looks really good. And and Aang, he's again, he's just he's in a rough, rough state. I mean, he may have pretended that he he was kind of dealing with the the opposite situation. Okay, but he's really not. He's he's still really beaten up. And him and Guitar have another nice little scene here together. It's nice how much of a a support she's been through all this for him. Yeah, and hopefully still a character in her own right, not just for him. Um, And yeah, he's he's just he's not even dealing with Appa. He's also a bit angered uh, about him over himself uh, of how he acted when he heard the news of Appa's condition uh, yeah. and what happened in the desert and how he lashed out at some of those um, buzzard wasps and uh, destroyed some of the sandbender uh, caravans or catamaran, excuse me, uh, skiffs. And yeah, he's, he's mad about that. So it's not just that he's just like, again, trying to be in control of himself. Uh, just because, again, yeah, you've, you, he lost control. So Yeah. And speaking of loss, uh, during the same kind of, yeah, uh, what do you call it, like Exchange? Mm, no. Oh, because, well, he ends... Oh, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, loss. Yeah. But <laughs> it, to end the exchange, Katara uh, is like, I think you need a hug. And Aang's like puts his hands together, you know, showing respect and says, thank you for the talk. Um, have a good day. <laughs> and walks away, denies her the hug. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, I was going to say, uh, speaking of loss. Yes. To kind of parallel the scene, we, during this same kind of uh, filtered look, nice glowy filtered look, we get a, a scene with, with uh, I was going to say Toph, huh? a scene with uh, Sokka and, and Zuki. Don't let the fan fiction people hear Suki. that. Hear you say that. <laughs> I keep mis- mixing up my words. Suki. Sokka and Zuko. <laughs> yeah, Zuko-y. Um, and yeah, this is... You were just saying how she doesn't know about the whole North North Pole situation. And now he finally, he finally kind of lays his cards on the table about how he lost, uh, lost someone that he got close to. And uh, doesn't reveal her, but yeah. again, this was at least set up back in the swamp with, um, you know, Princess Yue kind of appearing to him in visions. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think he does a good job of coding, you know, not going into too many details about, oh, is this other girl that I was dating, you know, so so that that helps. Yeah, that's <laughs> just that's just really awkward. <laughs> and then uh, poor Suki, she uh she thinks, oh, you know, I want to cheer him up. Let me deflect from his sadness and and kind of give a little funny way of saying that that she missed him by being like, oh, I lost someone too. He didn't die. He just went away. And and then Sock even starts getting jealous the more he's hearing about this. Like, this, what a weirdo this guy is. <laughs> it's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, does this, by the way, make Suki a support character just for Sokka, by the way? And takes away from her agency and identity. Well, I mean, that's only by what she's what she's about to do. 
I mean, she's essentially a bit character they've only seen once before. I don't know if she has much uh, true. room for agency or identity, but if That's they keep fair. bringing her back, maybe we'll see more of it. But This is true, but again, how do we make her independent, I guess, from Sokka? Just because I know, I remember in the Kyoshi Warriors, or Warriors of Kyoshi, excuse me, she mentioned that, you know, she's a warrior, but she's also still a woman. So she can still yeah. have emotions and she can still have interests. It's just that whole... You know, is she just there as a girlfriend for Sokka or is she an actual like independent person herself, like an, uh, like her own character? Uh, yeah, this in this episode, yeah, it doesn't feel like they really have have that much to do with her. I mean, it's nice. Uh, it's nice world expansion with showing that even even the Kyoshi warriors have to like be dispatched because the war is getting so bad. Yep. They have to go out and yeah leave their little isolated area. To be fair, they did do that themselves, though. That was kind of on, on their decision. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they need all the help they can get. And this whole season has been kind of, oh, the war effort's getting much worse. And that's what we saw in, in the, uh, was it the Avatar State? When that... Uh, yes, a turn of the tide. And that, uh, I can't remember if he was an admiral or a general or whatever. A general. Yes. But, but anyway, yeah, we've already discussed that episode. Sorry. But anyway, she goes in for a kiss and or is going to kiss him. But once similar to Aang with Katara, not in that same sense, though, uh, he denies her. He's just like, I can't. I just yeah, I'm still in my feels over what happened with UA. I can't do it. And she's like, wait, who's UA? And then he just runs away. I, it, 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 uh, <laughs> the moon's certainly a nice, uh, right. Pretty nice out tonight, eh? Isn't it so beautiful? And he starts crying and she just doesn't get it. Now, this is horrible. <laughs> oh, making light of Sokka's, uh, his mornings. Yeah, with the moon itself. Oh, <laughs> boy. Oh, no. I gotta go into my feels. Oh, but then we, we cut away to to a, a semi-other warrior. That's a, that's a female or woman. And that's uh, Smeller Bee. Because I and her are having a conversation. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So the, the scene jumps back to uh, uh, back to the ferry, giving uh, all the stolen goods to the uh, people, which is a, a good act. I'll, I will say that. It seemed yeah, like Robin Hood. Yeah, Robin Hood. Uh, Robin Hooding things there. Um, I do hope the guards don't catch wind of this, and they do this quickly. Uh, or else uh, there, might, there might be some problems on the ferry. But anyway, um, but yeah, no, um, as the five of them are sitting down, well, Jet hasn't arrived yet, but yeah, as the five of them are seated to have uh, dinner or a meal. Uh, yeah, you, like you said, yeah, Iroh was complimenting Smellerby on uh, the, the name and it sounding being a good name for a man. And uh, well, that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, and she gets she gets pretty choked about essentially being misgendered and she's just like this is this is this is uncool but but iroh he you know he's not a mean guy he didn't he didn't know but yeah she's definitely offended certainly um and he again quickly switches to like oh yeah that's a nice name for a, a girl yeah try, tries to recover but it falls flat it, was... it takes her old buddy uh silent bob i i, I meant long shot to uh to give her a couple of glances and that that cheers her up it uh what is it with this episode of women i guess we'll get more into it (laughs) yeah well we'll see if we get more into it yeah yeah yeah, we'll we'll get more to it but yeah so but yeah long shot gives gives her the old stare and or gives her the old talk and she's like you're right as long as i'm confident with who i am it's it's all right so yeah exactly that's fair 
Yeah, and then we get an exchange with Jet, and he seems like he's uh, I mean, he he's trying to bond with the two of them, but also doing some feeling, feeling out, trying to figure out who these people are. Oh yeah, he's setting up. He's putting stuff out there. Yeah, and uh, and I, and I like that scene. I think that's a, a good exchange between the two of them. And I yep. do like Jet. I think Jet is an interesting character. Yeah, he's not a bad character. He's just a very like complex person. Uh, yeah, when it comes to it. But um, yeah, I like that he. Yes, you know what they're doing. Like you said, he's prodding a bit. It's just you know they're trying to like ice break. You know what's going on here, and he gets some stuff from Iro, and Iro does tell the truth, albeit you know parts of the truth. You know, I, I used to go to a bossing. I, I was once a bossing say, but a different man. And Jet immediately is just like, oh yeah, you know, I I, I was a different man once again, giving very much just like spilling out his whole character to these people. I'm like, you've never <laughs> met these people, dude. What are you doing? Um. But again, very much, I guess, trying to like sense that there's there's good synergy between these guys. Um, and yeah, no, it just ends with like this this look. I'm like, what kind of look is that? <laughs> is it acceptable? Does he know who this is or, or what? What's going on here? Yeah, I took it as him being a little lost in his his memories. Being a little, th- this conversation is making him think of his past. Yep. Uh, but then we see uh, uh, kind of a, I would say, sloppily. Uh, put together animation of the uh, maybe you disagree of the serpent's past we see like a long upshot of it from the top yeah i thought it looked a little like i don't know, like cutouts or something it looked a little funny to me but... fair enough <laughs> but i i you know I, I, I like how like big it is and how thin it is so it's just, i don't know it's just progression of it but uh, fair enough and we discover that nobody told ang nobody told the group that yeah, there's been some some little water level uh, risings going on, and a big part of the uh, the pass is now sunk underwater. But luckily for them, they have uh, even though they look kind of sad about it at first, they realize, oh wait a minute, Katara is a waterbender, so well, no worries there. And <laughs> same with Ang. Yeah, but he was the the pouty face guy. He didn't know what to do. Just like, so. yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's not his natural uh, inclination. But now, uh, since you wanted to uh, wanted to bring all the refugees, maybe it would have been too much of an exodus uh, parallel. Yeah, certainly, <laughs> that's where I was going with it, because Katara parts the sea. No, not really. She doesn't. Um, she parts the water briefly, uh, and then with Aang's help, creates a little air bubble underneath um, the water. But going down that it there used to be a path. A path used to exist here, because the trail still mm-hmm. exists. But is now underwater. So what happened there? Couldn't even begin to tell you. Maybe badger moles were, were, were cause of it. I don't know. Yeah. Water levels rising, you know, climate change or yeah, maybe a big serpent plowed through it or something. I don't know. Yeah. What, what big serpent, by the way, I got to ask like how much, this is always the thing of like, you make, you create like an air bubble underneath the water and immediately it's just like, Oh yeah, there's air in there. So you just start breathing it. Where's the, where's the CO2 going? Yeah, that's that's a good question. And another good question is because uh, they do Momo decides like, oh, this I see some fish in here. Maybe I want to try to eat those fish. Let me jump in here and swim around. And then we see, yeah, there's a big sea beastie out there. And then Toph raises up a like a platform out of the water. And it made me think, ah, why didn't she just raise up, you know, the platform as they're walking? You know, does she need to be able to like, I don't know, you feel you think she'd be able to do that. She can. It's just she needs to see the earth to do that. 
Um, she used to feel it. So she would, she probably like, stamp her foot and like find the existing path and then like raise it up. Cause I don't know how far down they went. They couldn't have gone down more than like a meter or maybe like three meters yeah. potentially, but um, didn't seem that deep. Like maybe an Olympic swimming pool deep, but like even still, it didn't look like it was like super like 15 meters deep. We're talking here, but no, no, no. She, but yeah, she like raises the pillar up, uh, gets them out of there as this, as this like giant serpent looking thing, like crawls through their air bubble and, you know, again, circles their, their pillar. And yeah, they're kind of, well, uh, it reveals itself and it looks like a piece of candy. It does look like a piece of candy. Absolutely. The Unagi <laughs> looked way more menacing than that. It looks so like plastic as well. It's like, what the heck is with that? Yeah, like, it looks, looks funny. It has a gold, not gold, but it has like a, a sheen to it. Yeah, and Sokka has a, has a revelation. He figures out finally why they call it a Serpent's Pass. What? What's going on here? Now, what came first, chicken or the egg? That's a good question. Do you think the serpent was always there? Like, it's it's serpent uh, roaming grounds. Maybe it's a spirit serpent. Well, that's what I was going to say is my theory <laughs> is that the serpent's pass, like the actual pass itself, was a spiritual serpent, like the Ogopogo. But oh. it's encased in rock somehow. Don't know about that, but that's just another noodle incident. And that this is one of the offspring. <laughs> Still lives here. But uh, a fight ensues, and, and again things happen that made me wonder why Katara made her little uh, parting the sea routine when she could just freeze the surface and they could all walk across. Uh, again, yeah, maybe they just wanted to be... <laughs> See, the thing <laughs> is, like, we don't know about, like, energy depletion and, like, how much energy and stamina it takes to, like, do these moves. Um, so maybe it was just her... Either way, yeah, the the ice probably... Okay, here's what it was. If they made the ice bridge, Toph would not be on, on terra firma. So then they wouldn't mm. be able to like be on the pillar on the platform. Thereby them going underwater, then Toph would still be on ground and they have an exit strategy. Yeah. And I can't believe they all just abandoned her, by the way. Like they all run and don't even notice that she's still standing there. By the way, that's just kind of rude. Before, <laughs> before we even like go that, can I just say I love Sokka's like two jokes of like assuming Suki knows how to deal with a serpent because of the Unagi uh, near uh, the Kyoshi <laughs> Island, and then trying to offer up Momo <laughs> to the serpent. That was that was pretty. That was gold. <laughs> oh, I thought that was terrible. It was. I, I like the joke, but I was like, "Hey, what a what a rude guy this sucker." No, that was that was gold. Um, I don't know how much like how thick that ice is, by the way. Um, mm. of like. That can, obviously can support it doesn't matter just it doesn't need to be a thickness i know this because of frozen lakes trust me i know oh me too i've got some some stories about those oh, okay geez. yeah no exactly um but anyway <laughs> uh but with your point on uh, after she does that she um charges to the serpent with ang which is gonna be an awesome fight but with 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 toff i feel like it wasn't okay they they probably did in the moment, I didn't think uh, Sokka realized it because he just assumed like, oh, yeah, she's just going to follow us when he forgot like, oh, yeah, ice, not solid earth. Yeah. So I, I feel like it wasn't ignorance. It was just panic in the moment. So that, that's just me, though. Yeah. And speaking of kind of funny jokes, um, yeah, eventually Toph, they do kind of talk her into, hey, you know, 
or, or really the sea serpent smashes part of her uh, platform. She's like, oh, crap, I got to get off this thing. So she she tries to go across the ice bridge, but eventually the serpent, you know, smashes through that, too. She falls in the water and she's drowning. And uh, Sokka's about to jump in to save her like he yells for. Her. But Suki, Z- I keep wanting to say Zuki, but Suki <laughs> beats him to it and, and swims out there. Zuko and so- Suki fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. And then oh, wait, Toph- wait, 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 sorry. Can I just say I love the bit when he's like when Sokka's gu- guiding her <laughs> and he's like, just follow the sound of my voice. And she goes, it's hard to hear. It's hard to hear or forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like yeah i sorry i just i wanted to point that out that was that was hilarious and then uh yeah suki grabs her to save her and she still thinks it's Sokka, and she's like so charmed and amazed that he would come and save her and she, she gives her uh, a kiss what do you think about that moment <laughs> does Toph have feelings for Sokka though that's that's, the that's thing, what i it? was thinking yeah i was like oh yeah there's some unhidden feelings about that remember when i said like all the way back in oh golly 1757 by the way uh remember when i said i like way back in the beginning like oh, yeah, Toph probably is like you know I, I can't see her being with a man i can see her being more with a woman this is not what I was thinking of. This is not the reason why. I just, I don't know. I always thought, like, given her personality, she just seemed more like she liked women or she would be into women. But, you know, what do I know? It's I could see it. I could, I could see that. But I like when she's kissing the cheek. She even, like, she, like, holds the face and, like, almost tries to move to the lips. And then, yeah, that's when the reveal happens. And then she's, she's stunned. She's like, oh, no. <laughs> Which, funny. And what's what's the joke there? Is the joke like, oh no, like I've shown Sokka's potential, you know, romantic partner that I have a crush on him? Yeah. Or is it just that I that I kiss this person I don't really know when I'm? Well, that's the other thing of like, is this kind of um, insensitive? Uh, in what way do you mean? Well, woman kisses woman. Oh, I I, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, is this is this like making? Okay, is this subtly showing like lesbians in the show, or is this like, uh, uh, no. do you know what I'm saying? Like, is it is it like offensive to like say, oh yeah, you know, women can't be uh, romantically attracted to women? Uh, no, I definitely wouldn't uh, extrapolate to that. No, I don't think that's okay. Yeah. Good, I'm glad. Yeah, I think Toph, she's used used to having such a, like a kind of hard exterior. Then to have that moment of vulnerability and she thinks it's Sokka that she's giving him that that uh, release of you know joy that he saved her and yeah. potentially showing something else that she's keeping hidden. I don't know. The hero's kiss. Then it turns out that it's yeah, Suki and she's like, oh crap. But it <laughs> is at least an interesting moment for Toph and show her vulnerable side. Uh, given Absolutely. that she's in a freaking vulnerable, vulnerable position, excuse me. Uh, just in that. Well, yeah. Of course, she can't swim. Pretty sure there are uh, visually impaired people who out there who actually can't swim. Not even just can't swim, but can like um, are in the the Paralympics, which is freaking cool, if you ask me. Yeah, that's different than being in an unfam- unfamiliar terrain with a sea serpent. It know, certainly would be. <laughs> but either way, they uh, yeah, the, they the fight ensues with the sea serpent. Oh wait, 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 wait! Of course, I love her line as well. Oh, which one? Um. Thank you, Sokka. Uh, actually, it's me. Oh, you can let me drown now. Yeah. Um, 
Which, by the way, I know probably everybody and their mother in their kitchen sink has pointed this out. Suki's makeup is still, like, showing. Or still on. Uh, it's waterproof. Waterproof. Even though she went... Okay, yep, you know what, let's put it that way. It's it's waterproof. Why not? Also, shouldn't, I hope she's, like, kicking her legs, because I don't see her moving her arms while, like, she's holding Toph in place in the water, because they both would sink. Anyway, whatever. Sorry. So then... Uh, the fight ensues again. Really awesome fight. Uh, I love the, the the kinetic energy with it. I love like the movement of it. Even though they're on water, they still utilize it. I love like Katara kind of surfing almost. It's pretty cool. I remember like promos for this, either Archie comics or, or other comics I had at the time, and they made it look really epic. It was it was pretty cool. Like just as a poster, like I want that on my like, I want that as a poster, uh, or I want to find that poster and like put it on my wall. It was pretty epic. And then of course. <laughs> The way they defeat the serpent uh, is they give it a, a, a slur. Uh, yeah, uh, they give it a slurpy. No, not slurpy. Uh, they give it a um, a swirly, and then make it hit the rocks. Yeah, poor guy. I mean, this is his home. They just kind of attack him, and I mean, they're even in the water with him, and it's his domain. And then they beat the heck out of him. So. Well, he was going to attack first, though. <laughs> Yeah, well, they're they're true. That old trick of like he initiated the first strike, and they're just doing it self defense. I guess they are territorial beast. (laughs) It it is his territory and whatnot, but but every prey has a chance to defend itself. Well, either way, yeah, the the fight ends, and then we see our group goes the other side. But but the drama doesn't end because all this this kind of thrill has it's it's kind of triggered the uh the labor section of of our our pregnant character's pregnancy (laughs) the labor section just at the worst at the worst possible moment of course it happens because there's only like what is it there's like it's a weird one uh there's like four minutes left so we still have to like even though we see the wall so they're getting there uh yin's water breaks and also night Teen zero zero. That's a very weird in between, but that's why it's an in between. It looks weird, but that's because it's not a keyframe. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, we're screwed. No, not really, because Ritar knows how to help deliver a baby. Yeah, what a an interesting twist for for this show. Uh, yeah, Toph builds a little rock tent for them, and the others kind of go around and fetch some. some I mean, what what are they really fetching at this point? Wet rags and <laughs> find some rags. I don't know where he's going to find that. Um, probably to put down for oh to clean the baby. That's what it is to clean the baby. Um, Sokka gets the water, even though Ang should be the one to get the water because he can just you know bend the water out anyway. Uh, and then yeah, and Su- well, Suki just stands there. Okay. Yeah, but we we don't see the conclusion. Oh wait, no, 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 she helps her. Never mind. Sorry, she helps her. I forgot about that. Yeah, we, we don't see the conclusion of that scene just yet because we have to cut back, I think, only for the maybe the third or fourth time with, with uh, Zuko and Jet. They really haven't dedicated much screen time to that plot. Not exactly. In this episode, but, but yeah, we see that Jet or, or Zuko, he's, he spends some time alone and, and Jet sees his chance for a, a private talk. He comes and he's like, oh, you know, I see what you are. You're an outsider like me and the two of us, you know, you with your scarred face, me with my my grain uh, addiction. We got to stick together and, you know, so, so, so what do you think of that scene? Well, obviously it tricks the audience into thinking like he, he, he knows that they're firebenders. Um, hmm. Which of course 
they're plainly not in his eyes <laughs> and he's not seen any of the wanted posters <laughs> of them so but um nor does he realize that Suko's were wielding the same broadswords as the blue spirit <laughs> yeah not that he would know anything about that but <laughs> it's just again basically uh jet trying to make advances on zuko did i say that out loud uh trying to make advances on zuko to um join his brigade yeah pretty pretty much and again it's a really short scene i i i do feel like some of the zuko uh stuff is getting the short shrift in this episode for for whatever reason yeah indeed but but then we do cut back and we see a few a few frames of the birth going on uh again we don't really need too much of that in this show so well okay here's the thing um well, okay, they do the obvious joke of like she's giving she she's about to like she pushes, breathes, gives birth, and then as soon as Sokka comes inside with the water, he faints because he's never seen this before. Katara's had experience and not just with otter seals, but with uh, actual babies that because um, all those children that we saw back in episode one, uh, they they had to be birthed somehow. I wonder how. I guess Katara helped anyway, um, but. I kind of wish this is weird. I kind of wish they did a water birth as in like they had Yin um, in the water. So like they made a little uh, hole and then they stuck water in there and then she's in there and the like is because that's a real thing where like babies won't cry as much because they're already like in the water for nine months. So like it actually be not too terrible. And if especially water or Katarka then like almost pull the baby out with water bending. I mean, that's another thing of like utility uses of water bending is that you could like deliver the perfect like uh delivery in a way of of a baby just because there's already water inside well the water breaks um but you could bring the baby out of the um the womb and yeah i think that could actually work but they didn't do that in this so you know whatever <laughs> yeah i really yeah I, the minimizing the the birth aspect of the episode is probably the better way to go I don't know how much we really needed this uh, this element at all. It seems like really it was uh, just it really was just like a like a cheap way. Maybe that that sounds mean to say a cheap just way. say it. Just just say it. <laughs> yeah, just a cheap way to, to show like, oh, Aang is, is helping people and through helping people. It's like helping him get past his his grief. And even though he, he's had all these like he even says early on, like hope isn't going to help us. They named the baby hope. At the end of the episode, it's like, okay, this, this is a little bit, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it just feels cheap. Like, like I said, uh, did, did you feel a similar way or, to, or were you? Like... Well, I, I do know what you're saying in, in that you could say it's schmaltzy. It's just melodramatic. It's too easy. Uh, Ang needs to see the, you know, the smaller moments of life and understand that there's like, you know, there's, there's there's this big world that he has to protect, but he also has to remember the people who he is protecting as people like these common folk um, who just, you know, again, happened to, you know, the, the woman happened to be pregnant and was literally just on the verge of delivering. Um, and the idea that, you know, just a baby itself is a miracle of life and seeing it oh. born can like, you know, bring a certain person to tears. A baby being a miracle. I always thought that was a really strange thing that people say. Like, in what way is a baby a miracle? Yeah. Every mammalian species gives birth to babies. Pretty much. In what way is that a miracle? 
No, that's, that's true. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just like making people simplify life and I don't know, trying to make things easy and always looking on the brighter side of life, I guess. I don't know. Or like mystical because miracle implies like a, like a God given gift. Yeah, that's, that's so. true. But something, something about maybe that they made it all this way. They went, they made it through the serpent's pass. Yeah. Um, fought the serpent fought the like avoided the fire nation and they finally make it like they're all they're near the quite a ways away but they're still they're they're almost there towards bossing say and then she gives birth i think maybe it's the journey that like he, he realizes that maybe like through heck and high water he he got these people to the other side safely and while she had the child, the child was born um, safely and not through any, like with any problems of like interference from the fire nation or from the serpent. So maybe it's that. And, and the fact that b- basically like a good thing happened for once for Aang, where he's able to see this couple uh, have a baby without any like problems. And so that he himself realizes that in, in, in this like miracle and or in this moment of, of him helping these people out, he will eventually like find Appa. Um, and he'll too have his like, you know, miracle of a moment. If does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's definitely what they're trying to do. Yeah. I just feel like the baby element is the part that's unnecessary. Like, I feel like you could have helped this family. I don't know that we need the scene of, yeah, her giving birth and then naming the baby hope. Uh, there's just something about that that just feels a little too, a little too much. It seems like they're like really trying to sell it to the people in the back of the room, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, so we get that scene and, and Aang is definitely charmed. He's, he's happy about it. And maybe also he's feeling like, um, oh, you know, without Oppo, what am I going to do? Like, we got to travel through this dangerous pass. Like, I feel like I'm like almost like less competent without Oppo here. But then to see that even without Oppa, you could still help these people and they could succeed. Maybe that's good for him, too. Well, yeah, he basically says, like, you know, seeing these people happy. Um, I remember I'm reminded by myself of the happiness me and Oppa have. But and that's where and then we get a hug between him and Katara um, following up to that thing. Yeah, because he uh, yeah, he also adds, you know, that it reminds me of the happiness I feel for Oppa. And how I feel for you. And she has a little tear. Is that that some hints there, guys? Oh, I think the hints have been, yeah, definitely been this, this whole Appa loss has really strengthened their bond a lot. So that's a good use of the, this, this element of the plot. It's really brought them together more. And they have their little hug and it ends with them kissing. And, you know, I was really surprised by that scene. I definitely remember that scene. And, Oh, oh, okay. You're talking about? No, I was just kidding about. Yeah, I was just kidding. They definitely don't kiss. They just hug and 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 cry. Not yet. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Ang's about to go, uh, off to Bossing Say quickly to find Appa as the other three or four and refugee family. Uh, I guess walk there, and you know they say goodbye. The Ang says their goodbyes to them, or at least you know temporarily, and um. Misuki 
not saying goodbye to her. I don't know. Maybe off screen or whatnot. And him and Momo go off. And then uh, Suki approaches Sokka and they talk. They're just like, you know, what? why are you saying goodbye or whatnot? Because, you know, I, I, I was your escort. You know, mm-hmm. I escorted you over to make sure that you were protected. It's like, you're protecting me this whole time, even though I myself could take care of myself in a way. But it does show that she cares about him. Um, and she apologizes for what uh, was happening last night with the uh, whole trying to kiss him. And, uh, well, they make up uh, in the best way as Sokka gives him the old smooch. Yeah, and I really like uh, the animation touch of when she's apologizing and like, like, oh, we were talking about some, some things and her cheeks go all red. Even though she's got the white makeup on, the, the red cheek still is so strong. It shines through. Yeah. I thought that was cute. <laughs> I like I that. Agree. I, I do agree. It was, it was pretty nice. And yeah, it's nice to see her again. And maybe we'll see her in the future. I, I couldn't tell you, but. I will say, though, uh, the, the one line I didn't like during that exchange was uh, Sokka's you talk too much. I was like, that's kind of rude. I mean, she's come to apologize here and. She was next. It seemed like she was coming from a good place, and so that was that was uh, maybe you already know this, but that was a follow up from, um, it was either when like last night when she was, you know, talking with him, or it was initially when she, uh, pulled him aside at the ferry terminal, is like, yeah, you talk too much, uh, or in the campfire she said you talk too much, and so he just basically echoed it for her. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe it was the, during their first scene, yeah, yeah, in this episode. So it was kind of a, uh, it came back around. Yeah, one of those, the I love you, I know, uh, bit. <laughs> but yeah, so, so there you go, that's, yeah, that's kind of their little exit for this episode. And I, I really like that plot of her comeback with him. Yeah, man, it's just like a, it's a feels good ending, man. Like, it just feels, you all feel warm and snuggly and whatnot, even though you disagree with the baby being warm. It's like, it's all, it's like they all really do love each other it's great yeah i'm feeling lots of hope right now yeah absolutely for this episode and you know goes up the wall it's a really cool shot as well i like i like the, the shot of him going yeah. up the wall he goes up he sees the sunrise looks to his left and has an explosion of shock sees a drill sees a, a cgi looking thing that he's okay like, what is this? whatever why does it look so foreign to the my world <laughs> no, I, I think the CGI works. Whatever, dude. Good. Whatever, but okay, that's fine. But, even <laughs> but that's still. why it's so shocking for him. He's like, I've never seen anything like this. It looks unnatural to my world. And that's where we end that episode. <laughs> uh, so what do you think of that one? The Serpent's Pass, unless you had something else to attend. No, 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 no. I just like, Appa's, sorry, Momo. Appa's going to have to wait. Oh, yeah, that line, yeah. Plots coming here. Story-driven, that's what it's called. Story-driven versus character-driven. Um... Was this filler? No, because this they had to get to Bossing Say somehow, so this does definitely continue the story. Um, did they need to have those? Did they need to have that refugee family in there? Uh, they had to have that refugee family in there because then it gave them reason to pass to go literally on the trail of the Serpent's Pass, or else they would have literally like been on the boat and they would have then met Jet, Zuko, and Iroh, and that would have been really awkward. <laughs> yeah. So. They were bound to go on that Serpent's Pass and kind of a more straight version and a more 
maybe condensed version of the great divide potentially in that they like, you know, had to travel <laughs> along like, you know, a rock face um, to get from one side to the other. So maybe some redemption there. By the way, that was episode twelve, and technically speaking, the Great Divide was oh, episode twelve yeah. as well. So you there could you say go. this is redemption for that story potentially. Maybe I don't know. It's, it's the audience here to decide. But um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this episode. I, I did enjoy it. Um, light on the action. Actually, no. What am I saying? Uh, heavy on the action once the serpent came on, which was freaking cool. Um, and we got some new developments. I think that'll we'll see where those go because it looks like Jet will be we staying with Jet for a while as he kind of tails and or you know <laughs> tries to like become buds with Zuko. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, and yeah, we have uh, a little more immediate problems to deal with with uh, this drill. Wonder how that's gonna take place. I wonder what's gonna happen there. Yeah, and we'll definitely yeah, discuss that next time. And uh, well, hang on, what's your thoughts on this episode? Um, yeah, no, I definitely like this one too. Yeah, I, I don't think it's filler. I, I think uh, all the elements work pretty well, except for the the, the kid scene. But of course, uh, but I, I enjoy the uh, them having to go on this long trek. I think those kind of plots are always fun, and I especially like the Suki uh, inclusion. So yes, glad to see her again, and without makeup as well. That was kind of a nice touch. Yes, definitely enjoyed that, and yeah, definitely enjoyed this episode. But with all that being said, I yeah, th- thanks again, Isaac, for coming on for this one, and I'm very much looking forward to talking about the drill. would have put it paired it up with uh samurai jack and had my uh had close but had had both break be uh closer with gendy tarakovsky eh? that could have been cool would have uh would have been pre- pretty cool but unfortunately it turns not turns out but i think maybe not i heard but it, it turns out like yeah they pretty much nickelodeon was the only ones that were willing to take this show on so Oh. Looks like they probably may, may mayhaps again maybe unconfirmed, but they perhaps did go to Cartoon Network and was like, "Hey, can we, you know, can we put our show on the network?" And they probably just passed it. And it's like, really, you passed on the? I guess they have to be animators uh, within Warner Brothers initially, uh, just to get in there, or at least Cartoon Network. Excuse me. Oh, that is strange. Maybe it's just maybe it sounded like too much too expensive too ambitious that's so weird because then you look at samurai jack and uh i can't off the top of my mind i do not remember like how many action shows there were. I mean, let's see there was codename kids next door which was kind of sat not nah, satire but it was, it was it was a comedy but it was also action heavy um i mean if i was a drone for imaginary friends i wouldn't call 
action heavy. Um, I guess they had Clone Wars as well. That technically aired through there. Both, both, both series, excuse me, both the micro series and the CG Wars. They probably had a lot of other stuff on there. I guess you could put like on Nickelodeon side, you had Danny Phantom and Life as a Teenage Robot as action heavy shows. Maybe not fully action. There was still comedy, and not, like this didn't have comedy. But again, it looked very different than all the other predecessors. But or all its peers, excuse me. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm just rambling on here. I, maybe I'll yeah. find a source. I, I remember they probably Bright did an interview somewhere where it was just like, yeah, Nickelodeon was the only company that would like open their arms to us. So it's like, okay, well, fair enough. But I really did wish that like this show was on Cartoon Network instead. Would have again stood out from the rest. I'll say that, but as it did in Nickelodeon. But I don't know whether or not this would have succeeded on Cartoon Network, and if it would have been uh, swallowed up and compared too much to Samurai Jack on that network. Not that it doesn't get compared nowadays, but or maybe even back then as well. But it just would have been interesting had it been on Cartoon Network, and if anything would have changed. That's the thing. And if Cora would have changed anything as well. Yeah, do you mean like would they have been more supportive of the show or that's just the thing of like you have to do a what if story of what would they have been more supportive and would they have like given them more freedoms and liberties to do stuff again we're talking about a completely different show now at this point yeah 